Hey guys, you are locked and tuned into another episode of Soulful Journeys. Um, if you don't know me, I am your host. I go by the name of SJ. You can find me on the usual social medias, which are Twitter at it's SJ underscore and Instagram at it's SJ dot underscore. Um, before I start, look, I'm already getting a bit emotional. Fuck. <laughs> this episode really means a lot to me for a number of reasons. Um, one, because my mum is a survivor of domestic violence um, long before she had me and my brother. So sitting down with my guest today really means a lot to me. Um, it's somebody of our generation that has also been through domestic violence and has agreed to sit and speak openly with me about that. Um, I love her because I remember at the time when all of this took place, it was really public on social media. Um, and I didn't follow her at the time, but I the story just stuck in my mind. And when I created my pod, I knew straight away that she was one person that I wanted to have on. And she agreed and we're here. <laughs> <laughs> and we're, but I'm gonna let her introduce herself. Um, and just give you a bit of a backstory on her and then we're gonna get right to it. Yes, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> silly, of course. Finally. I know, we're finally. Here. <laughs> <laughs> finally, we're here. Well, I'm Jojo. Um, Twitter, Instagram is JoXOArtist. And yeah, where do I? <laughs> where do you begin? <laughs> where do I start? Well, maybe I think the best thing to tell, well, to say to tell the people, mm. but the listeners is mm -hmm. um, kind of just your the relationship on a whole yeah. and, and how yeah. it was and yes. kind of how it went from yes I mean I don't want to say that it was it was ever great but how yeah. it, you ended up in a position where obviously yeah 100% um, he put his hands on you 100% um so you know I met this guy off of Twitter which is something I don't know I recommend <laughs> <laughs> um and it was just from the beginning you know when you it was intoxicating mm. it was intoxicating it was fireworks, it was borderline obsession, it was, you know, and from there, the intensity of it all. Mm. If not, you know, if, if you're not secure in yourself, if, you know, there's, there's loads of other things that played into that, but it, it started off with it being so, like a fantasy right. kind of love, I would say. You know, we couldn't get enough of each other. And, you know, it came to a point where I pretty much moved in with him. And I think that's where it started to show. I think we got too wrapped up into each other. Mm. And again, this is me touching on the borderline obsessed with each other. Um, you know, the fights started to, to become a little bit more aggressive. Mm. And you know, it's, it's what they always say. Like it's, ne it's never like from the beginning, he'll just punch you in the face. It's it's little things. Mm -hmm. It's even things that I notice where, even if we're play fighting, like, you know, play fighting's fine, mm -hmm. but from when you're putting all your weight on top of me right. and I can feel that you're, and, and this guy, he was a, a semi, um, a semi pro MMA fighter. Right. 5'11", not six foot. Hmm. Um, <laughs> but I'm 4'11". Yeah, you you're know. small. So for someone that's, you know, quite a fair bit bigger than me, taller than me, you know, you train on a weekly basis mm. for you to use force even when we're play fighting. I remember thinking I was quite uncomfortable. Mm. Like some, sometimes he would like playfully, quote unquote, like slap me in the face when we were play fighting. And slapping in the face is... 
it's disrespectful <laughs> yeah it's not exactly part of play fire exactly <laughs> um so i think i remember one of the 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 few times in the beginning where it started to get very toxic was and i, I i'll put my hands up and say i wasn't completely innocent you know um there were times when he would like try to leave the house and i would try to stop him but he would like like choke me mm. you know it, it's it's all of those things that you see in movies right like um so it went from that to him actually hitting me at times it went from that to i remember one time um i've i found you know this this is how you know it was a, just a toxic relationship as a whole it wasn't mm. just fights um i had gone through his phone and i'd found him like texting someone else and I got mad. I threw the phone at his head when he was sitting down and he leaped on top of me and he started punching me in the face, like hitting me in the face and like pinned my arms down. So I couldn't really, you know, fight back. Mm -hmm. And he was just hitting me, hitting me, hitting me. And it got to a point where, you know, I was starting to come home now and I'm very, very close to my parents. And it was just my whole demeanor had changed. I'd become a lot more withdrawn, like even with my friends. You know, I became very isolated. Mm. I wasn't myself. I wasn't, you know, everyone knows me to be like this happy, happy-go-lucky, you know, bubbly always person, bantering, yeah. always bubbly. And I was, it looked like I had had the life sucked out of me. Like literally, I was going to work. People would ask me like, are you okay? Like, are you like, are you going through mm. something? Because like people just know. People just know when you're when you're going through things. And, um, you know, it started to get to the point where I had bruises. I was coming home to my parents. Even thinking about it now, like how I would feel about having a child, no matter how grown they are, coming home to me with bruises on their arms. And you have to ask them, like, are you okay? Mm. Is, is something going on? And denying that and covering up a lot of things all in the name of like, I love this guy. Mm. And, you know, he, he said sorry and he can do better. And, you know, oh, there's potential, but he loves me. Mm. It's just, yeah. How, how was it? Like, how did you hide that from your parents? You know, I've always been like, cause I'm an only child. Mm. I think I've got golden girl syndrome, which is like, I hide a lot of things because I don't want it to seem like I'm weak, like I always want to seem like I'm, mm -hmm. you know, their perfect girl because mm -hmm. that's how they see, see me. You. So I think it was. Was it that fear of like disappointing yeah, them? Yeah, absolutely. 150%. It was the fear of disappointing them. It was the fear of like. It's that feeling of like failure, like mm -hmm. even in my relationship, like, oh, you know, I couldn't even pick a guy right. Right. You know? And, um,. Yes, I think it was just self-preservation. Did he did he have an abusive past that you were aware of? Or to your knowledge, had he done stuff like this before? You know what? There was one time, I can't remember how it came out, but I had heard that his ex before me, like he had hit her as well. Right. Um. So, you know, and there's, there's- But was it one of them, oh, it's a story through yes. the grapevine, so you can't confirm if it's true or false. Exactly. Right. And because she didn't like me, it was kind of like, oh, you know, why should I believe right. that? You know, she's probably just chatting rubbish. Um. But I think when you get with someone and you kind of see things like how their temperament is, mm -hmm. you kind of know. Right. It's, it's a weird thing. Like, you, you know when a guy is 
gonna be physically abusive from the early stages. But I think you I was know, gonna say, what do you feel like there were warning signs within his behavior prior to the fact, like the fact that you were physical? I know you said like play yeah. fighting and stuff, but was like he the jealous type? Because I know like a lot of jealousy yeah. stem from insecurity, yes. and that is a form of then acting out in physical abuse. Yeah, that's why I was like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know him personally, mm-hmm. but I wanted to know like mm-hmm. what kind of person he was or what char- characteristics yeah. he possessed. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he was definitely manipulative. Mm. Um. Obviously, I. This this is the person that I know. Like, I don't want to see it. Like, he. I haven't spoken to him in. A while now, so you might as well. Like, you, you might, might well. People, yeah. The thing is, people, people do change, change. But we're, we're speaking about yeah, that present time, so yeah. you can only base your exactly. your opinions on him at, at that time, which exactly. is what I want you to do anyway. Um, but yeah, no, he was he was very manipulative, um, and he manip- manipulative in the sense that like he would always try and get me jealous, mm. like very very childish thing to do. But he was very he was the jealous type. You know, he tried to make me jealous, tried to make me. F- tap into my insecurity because mm-hmm. i do believe like to a certain degree a lot of women i wouldn't say every woman but you know we all have insecurities yeah, of course absolutely especially in relationships mm. but it's like he would gun for that and he would tap into that and focus on that exactly and bring bring that out of me yeah um whereas my partner now i'll talk about that you know the, the comparison right. to how he's now um yeah i i, I don't have that right now why um did you choose to share it online because mm. uh, like i said i remember just seeing it at the time and mm-hmm. i think you put up a post in the picture of like mm-hmm. your, your face mm-hmm. and your black eye yes um and like i said i want you to tell the people exactly like your thought process behind that yeah. and what happened after that because you did get a lot of backlash, backlash from yeah from 100%. it um like yeah what got you to that point where you mm. was like i'm about like i, I want to share this online like mm-hmm. i want to expose this person for who he is mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think with that, I'll talk about what actually happened. Um, there was a situation that happened where he found something out and he completely flipped out. So bearing in mind the relationship is already... I already know that there's something wrong. Mm-hmm. I already know that this is not it's a relationship. toxic, exactly. yeah. And then there was a catalyst. And after that, you know, he like roundhouse kicked me. He bloody... He cracked my rib. Uh, blacked my eye I was in hospital I was an absolute like when I say mess I mean I I don't even know who I was back then um you know I had a scan and everything and yeah um and then after that this is how how insane a toxic relationship can be like I was still texting him back Mm. and forth back and forth like after I got out of the hospital I went straight back to him right but I think, do you know what it is? I, th- I love your honesty in that. And I think it's important to share that because a lot of people mm. feel like, you know, when someone beats you like that, the first thing is to is to no. leave or you should get up and leave. But the no. the psychological yes. hold and, and effect that that has yes. on somebody is so much deeper than just getting up and leaving. 100%. And I know that because I've listened to... Oh, fuck. Oh, shit, I'm getting emotional. Yeah, <clears throat> This is not even my episode. God damn it. <laughs> But I know that because of listening Speak to my mum, she said like... Speak on it. Yeah. You know, it wasn't, the phys- it wasn't the physical abuse that was the hardest. It was the yeah. mental abuse. Yeah. It was feeling like you're trapped. Like yeah. you don't have that out. So I get what you're saying yeah. when you speak about that, you know, yeah. and say that you went back to him because like, it's not as black and white as people like to make Absolutely. it out to be. 
Absolutely. Like you said, you know, when you don't have self-worth and self-love yeah. and stuff and you you know that type of love is wrong for you, but it's still a love to you. 100%. And it's it, and it's your security blanket. Yes. So you go back to it. Yeah. And that's what I really want to stress to the people listening yeah. to this, you know, like people love to sit and just make these judgments about yeah oh fuck people that are in situations like that but you don't know yeah you know you yeah. don't know what they're going through you don't know why they're in that situation mm-hmm. so i think it's very important to just you know have an open mind and be mindful when you listen to people and their stories like this that yeah. you know it's not, it's not as, yeah easy. it's not it it's isn't not as easy. easy as that man mm. it's really not and like mm-hmm. i said you just saying that you know even after like he broke your ribs and you're in hospital yeah. you went back to him yeah like i understand yeah like and that's why i wanted you to share your story because yeah. i think people really need to hear it from somebody that's been through it yeah. you know like you said it's we read shit online all the time but this mm-hmm. is a lot more personal it's like i said I, I knew you from the timeline i yeah. saw your story <laughs> and it was something that i felt that needed to be shared yeah um and I'm grateful for you sitting down and talking with me about me. this, man, because it honestly, it, it, it really, really, we it's something that, like, yeah, yeah, it's real <laughs> shit, man. That's shit. what I'm saying. It's real shit. You know, yeah. we sit and we, on social media, we see all the great parts of it all the time, but yeah. this is stuff that people are going through every single day, yeah. you know? And if we don't talk about it and we don't normalize it, exactly, how will we find the, the strength and courage to speak exactly. about it? You know? And that's why I wanted you to sit yeah. here with me. Um, but yeah, as you were saying, sorry, I proper started crying Not and derailed. <laughs> but yeah, so you went back stories. to him after you came out of hospital. Yeah, I went back to him. And I I think we still carried the relationship on for a further, like, probably like six to eight months. Mm. And Did the abuse continue as well? Not as intense. Right. Um, but there were still elements. There were mm-hmm. still elements of it. Um, you know, him grabbing me and, you know, all these things. Actually, uh, so after that happened, um, I, like, the police were called, obviously. Yeah. And I had a, I, I could have had a case for him, but his mum actually stepped in and, you know, asked me, like, oh, please. Mm-hmm. And, um, So she enabled him. Yeah, essentially, essentially. She enabled him. I mean, she never, she never sat down and said, oh, like, this is the right thing to do, but obviously that's her son, in it? And that, that is still enabling. Mm-hmm. That is still of course enabling. it is. 100% um, because it took accountability off of him. Mm-hmm. And I feel like even though he, I don't know, I, I think even though he, you know, I'd like to think that he was sorry for it. I don't actually think he was. Mm. I think to some degree because of what I did, he believed that I deserved it. I Well, I would say, you know, the best form of apology is change behavior. change behavior so the fact that he continued to do you know like i don't know the person so i don't want to judge him and stuff yeah. um i can only go based on the information that you give me and stuff but yeah. like i said i think in any situation the, the best way to show somebody you're sorry is to change absolutely it's all about actions it is 100 all about actions and when you were in hospital did yeah. you did you tell your parents like no i didn't tell them until about a month after yeah. How I'm, do you hide like I having know. broken ribs and a black eye like that? I know. It actually I, I I went out to um one of my friends. Her uni is in Kent. Mm. So, you know, me and my my friends at the time we you know, we all kind of like went on a self-healing road trip and I went out to Kent for like a week or two. Mm. And I just, you know, while everything was healing up, but, you know, bearing in mind this whole time, me and him were texting, me yeah. and him were still going back and mm-hmm. forth because I believed that I loved him. Yeah. And even after that, um, 
it was, you know, him, like, so obviously I just kept, I kept seeing him, um, but he was like cheating quite openly. Um, but yeah, like he, I don't know. I believed that that's what I was going to end up with. Mm -hmm. And again, this goes back to, this is the one thing that I want to, the one point that I want to make is, you know, we hear it said all the time, but the relationship that you have with yourself sets the tone for the relationship that you have with others. Yeah. Like it all starts with self-love, with self-esteem, self-worth. And, you know, when you're with someone and you're codependent and you have mm. none of that, I honestly thought, I remember one time we had a, another toxic argument, all of this stuff, I found things out again. And I just thought this is gonna be my life. Mm. I'm just gonna get cheated on by this guy for the rest of my life mm. and I'm gonna have his baby and I'm gonna be stuck here and that's it. Right. And this, cause, cause I believe that that's what I deserved yeah. because that was what was ingrained into mm. me. And because he was very, very manipulative. Like he would put it into my head like, oh, because of what I had done to him, mm. Well, what do you expect from me then? Yeah, you did this to me, so I'm going to do this to you. Transference of blame, though. Yeah, isn't it? instead of taking accountability for your actions, hundred percent. You've gone well. Actually, you did this, so what do you expect yeah. me to do? Kind yeah. of situation. Yeah, that's great. So, why did you? How did it get to the point where you were like, I'm going to put this on social media? Yeah. So, um, what it was was he, he, he was quite a big Twitter head as well back in the day. Um, <laughs> I think some people <laughs> might even know. Y'all yeah, know who this is. Y'all know who this is. They got to a point where he actually name called me online. Right. So from when you say my name online, because everyone knew that we were a couple, we did right. not hide that yeah. shit. It was, it was not public like, knowledge. Exactly. Yeah. I had my eyebrows in his header. Um, but when you call my name out and you say things about me online, like speak your truth, okay, wh whatever. Right. But when you call my name, you're calling me out now. Yeah. That's different. So I said, you know what? Why the hell am I protecting this guy? Mm. Why? Like, for what? For what? So that's when I posted my receipts mm. because you are not going to try and drag me down and tarnish my name, honey. Right. That's fine. You can tell everyone what I did to you. But let's not forget about what you did to me. Mm. Let's not miss that out because it takes two to tango. Of course it does. And... um yeah so so from that i posted it and that i remember i think it was a trending topic <laughs> and um i i said to myself you know what you from from that day i had an influx of girls and women and people dming me and a lot of people think that you know i did it for attention i said to myself you know what even if this helps one girl mm. to come out of her toxic relationship abusive relationship boy i don't care yeah. i can get named and shamed and dragged through the mud because his friends did do that, didn't they? Yes, absolutely. They, they literally kind of tried to flip the whole thing on its yep. head. Mm -hmm. Like, she's this. She, I do remember just reading all the mm. stuff they were saying. Like, she's this, she's that. And mm -hmm. I was just flabbergasted mm -hmm. because I was like... Again, I don't care what has transpired. Mm. Any man worth his salt with integrity will yeah. check his home... Like, will yes. check his homeboy and say, yo, it doesn't matter what she's done. You don't put your hands on a female like that, exactly. bro. Exactly. So, you know, that just told me that his friends were as toxic as he was. Oh, absolutely. Because I always say you are the company that you keep. Yeah. And that's just the reality. 100%. Like I said, it's like me sitting here if she was on the other foot. If I knew my yeah. girlfriend was put, putting her hands on her oh man, God, I'm going to check my girlfriend. up. What are you doing? Thank that's you. unacceptable and that's not absolutely. correct. Do you see what I'm saying? So, like I said, absolutely. when I read that stuff, I remember just seeing and thinking, what these 
these they're making excuses for yeah, him. Yeah, I just thought these ignorant fucks. Like, yeah. that's, I was just disgusted. I was like, yeah. these are really the kind of men that are out here in this world yeah. that are sitting here trying to justify yes. a man beating a woman to this, like, beating a woman, period, especially yeah. to the extent that he beat you. Yeah. Like, I remember seeing the images and thinking, how fucking horrific yeah. is that? And how brave you were to come out and speak on it. You, yeah, you know, like, I said, regardless of what was said afterwards or how people tried to paint you, you came mm. and you spoke your truth and yeah. it doesn't matter if you did that because of what he did first, mm, you know, mm, because, but, but you did it and that's, yeah. it. it doesn't matter what took you yeah. to come and speak out, you did that. And like you said, the response that you had very from women <laughs> afterwards oh, yeah. must have felt so oh, amazing yeah. Yeah. for you, you know? Yeah. Like you said, you've, you've kind of just spoken out on a fuck him, he's trying to drag me so I'm going to let people know, yeah. but you've probably gained so much more from that yeah. than what that experience was. Yeah, 100%. But that being said, there were still a lot of women. I remember in the aftermath of it all um, that would banter him and call him Chris Brown. How how messed, like, sorry, how messed up is that? But that's another thing, you know, we do speak a lot about toxic men, but there are a lot of toxic women out there as well. Yeah. Like you said, that either come, not necessarily come from a domestic violence situation, but toxic behaviour manifests itself in so many forms. Yeah. So you don't know what they're seeing at home. Yeah. You don't know yeah, what yeah, they're yeah. having, what they're what dealing they're with there. Yeah, to. so that might just be another form of like, oh, like, well, that's okay. Yeah, um, yeah, so yeah. They're the kind of women I 100%. would imagine have spoken on that and said them, very ignorant yes. comments because yeah. they're like it's not even funny because we remember when the Chris Brown and Rihanna thing happened yeah. and how disgusting we felt yes. and you know yeah it did come out after that she hit him or whatever but it's like irrespective you know and I say this I say this a lot and it's I feel mm. like nobody has the right to put their hands on anybody yeah, yeah, yeah. men and women yeah. you know and I say Agreed. a lot of the time Agreed. We men are, uh, we hope that men are raised to know that you know in an instance a woman hits you you don't hit back but that's mm. not always the case yeah that's yeah. not always the case you yeah. know and that's the reality it's of true. The, and yeah, that's the reality of the situation true. that's not always that we'd yeah. hope like like you said if you lose your temper and you push him or something like you'd hope that he'd have self self restraint but, yeah, exactly. but you can't have that guarantee and that's why another reason why I stress to people you know yeah. don't put your hands on anybody exactly because, yeah and you know like that's like and I don't mean that to take away from what he did to you because I I, hmm. I would never but like I said I just think that I that, agree, though. that yeah. we need to break that cycle on that pattern and habit of people thinking it's okay to just physically put that like exactly. abuse anybody exactly. man woman child animal yeah. dog you know anything keep your like, hands to yourself keep your motherfucking, <laughs> yeah keep your motherfucking because i know yeah. if i put my hands on somebody i'm i'm a man or woman yeah they, they, they could there's a 50 percent chance exactly. there's gonna be repercussions for that exactly you know but i think like you said a lot uh, there's a there's a there's a small portion you excluded from this there's a small portion of women that have that well i'm gonna put my hands on him and because i'm a woman he's not gonna do he's me not gonna back. do anything yeah. and i've heard a lot of women say that and i always think you've got the wrong attitude mm. because you're going to come across one man one day and it's not going to be that big. Exactly. You know, it's exactly. not going to be like, let's just, let's just not put our hands yeah. on anybody. <laughs> let's people. Just not do anything. Yeah, let's just not put our hands <laughs> on anybody. But like, I'm not shocked that you had that online. Yeah. Being on social media, I realised how fickle people are mm. and how small-minded they exactly. can be. To even make jokes like that. Exactly. Like, oh, he's like Chris raw. Brown. Like, is that meant to be funny? Exactly. Like, it's exactly. funny because even with Chris Brown, like, since that thing with Rihanna happens, I don't listen to his music. I'm yeah. one of them people, like, I'm very moral-based yeah. in, in all of the things that I do. So, like, R. Kelly, I will oh not listen God. to your music. Never. Like, you have, like, as I always say it a lot of the time, you know, as people, we give these celebrities this platform. Yeah. Um, and we continue to endorse them even when yeah. they do wrong. Uh -huh, that they, uh -huh. they should face the repercussions of, of their actions. They he beat a woman. Yeah. 
I don't care how great his music is. Exactly. I don't care how well he dances. Exactly. I don't care. If he's, do you see what? You beat a woman. He could backflip on the stage. Do, do you see what I'm saying? Now, if this was a regular Don, yeah. like, or someone that wasn't famous, he would probably be locked up in prison now. A hundred percent. Do you see what I'm saying? 100%. This is what I'm saying. We glorify these celebrities to the point that they think they're untouchable and it's unacceptable. Mm. It's unacceptable that they're allowed to treat women in this manner. It's yeah. unacceptable they're allowed to get away with it. Mm-hmm. You know? And so, like I said, with, with comments like that, I just mm-hmm. think how fucking disgusting as a woman you should if you've sat and said that you should feel fucking shame honestly you feel you you should feel shame and i pray that you're never in a situation like that and the shoe isn't on the other foot honest to god i do yeah like it just stuff like that vexes me differently maybe like i said it comes from a place where this topic is very sensitive to me and personal but like regardless as a woman regardless as a woman woman, yo as a woman i don't care if i don't know you i never want to think of being in a position where a woman's been beat by a man like what yeah physically and mentally abused to that state that you're so broken that you feel like nothing that you feel like this is the love that i deserve You know, this is this is the only love that's for me. That's not it. Hundred percent, babe. Because that's not love, and that it's and that's not. the thing. That's not love. It's not. And I really need to stress that to people. Yeah. You know, anything. You know, I'm not saying that love is all the time roses and, and no, no, fairy no. tales and rainbows. It's not, you know, love requires work. But, yeah. But my mom always says love requires work, but love should never be hard work. Hard work. Right. Yeah. And that's so poignant to me because yeah. she says she, she means it in every aspect. Like love isn't crying. Love yeah. isn't love isn't pain in it's that not. way. Love isn't feeling like you're less than yes. or not worthy. You know, that's they are not absolutely those are not adjectives that come with love. With love. Do you yeah. see what I'm saying? And yeah. I think women really need to m- differentiate and make that that different like exactly. know that difference between the two. No, I agree. I agree. Like it's so so important. It's uh, key. Y- Sis, it's, it's key. Fucking, it's key. Period. Right? Period. <laughs> with a T at the end. With a T at the end. <laughs> with a T at the end. Um, but in terms of just like mm. putting it out online and stuff, mm-hmm. do you feel like that helped or hindered your healing process? Because when you did that, was that like your final "I'm done with you" straw, or were you lot still in communications after? Still in communication. See that that just goes yeah, but that just like you said, that just shows the the, how deep the level that that you were in. You know, it's like that's why I said in the beginning, like physical abuse is like maybe twenty percent of it. A hundred percent. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, it's like it's most my mom. I said my mom said that that is twenty percent of it. Yep. You know. Yep. That's the smallest part. Yeah. Because because bruises heal. Yeah. You know, cuts disappear, Mm -hmm. but like the mental and emotional abuse. And I, I would love for you to touch on that and just to like kind of let the people understand like what it means to have gone through that and still, you know, feel like you needed to stay or you wanted to stay yeah. or like where was it that you got to the point of having that final straw and be like enough is enough? Yeah, I think, um, yes, yeah, so obviously we had continued the relationship um, as much as we could. And because... You know, I I think it was just a lot of the guilt from what I had done in the situation and, you know, his friends telling me, well, you know, you, it was the both of you, Mm. like, you know, you're both as bad as each other. I mean, I never gave him a bruise. I never like went and I banged him in this, in his Mm. face. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's different. Mm. It is different as much as we want to say. I mean, of course, this isn't me saying because you're a woman, because you're weaker, you mm. can go around. You can go mm. around hitting a man. I'm literally just saying, in that situation, it wasn't the same. Yeah. Um. And yeah, so we we had we'd obviously carried on. I had you know the backlash, and even even me putting it online, he used that as more ammo. Right. 
when we got back together. He used that as more ammo to do whatever the hell he wanted and to treat me however the hell he wanted mm-hmm. because, oh, yeah, but, you know, you put that online and da-da-da-da-da-da. Mm. It was, like, more... I don't know. It's another form of manip- manipulation, manipulation. Though, isn't it? and control. Exactly. It's, and that's just, it's, it's that's in a different it form. That's literally what it is. It's just in a different that form. That is exactly what it was. I think for me, because from that point on, I was still so unhappy. Like, I was still seeing him. I was unhappy for the, yeah, the next six to eight months or however long it was that we had kept seeing each other. And I remember one day, um, so we had we had gone to Outlook Festival and we had this moment and you know he was like crying and saying oh you know i want to end up with you you're the you know you're the one for me and all of this all of this bullshit mm. like he was literally crying in front of me this is how you, listen this is how you know men can lie cuz the day we got back there was something in my spirit you see me i'm a very intuitive person mm. so the day the day we got back i remember this very vividly i i, I called him cuz i was back home and i said yo have you been seeing other girls this like this whole time? Because right. he had give, he'd given me the illusion, like I was under the illusion that we were trying to work things out, we were trying to get back mm-hmm. together. But something told me after, you know, we had that emotional moment, like ask him and he was like, yeah. And from then I was kind of like, you know what? I'm tired. Right. I can't come and kill myself. Where's the burner boy? Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. It's, it, again, it was the, the emotional abuse. It was just a whole build up of everything and I changed my number and I never looked back. You just and that was literally it. You have you have this mo it's like, like a, I like to call it a light yeah, bulb moment. Yeah. A eureka moment. Yeah. And you're just like, um, I can literally walk away from right. this. I've had like I've had enough. I'm tired. Yeah, I'm tired. Yeah. And from then like let me tell you, it was again not easy. There was mm. a whole other journey that came from the end of that journey. Right. You know, there was a whole other after I closed that chapter Boy, a whole nother chapter just opened up. And I think it all, again, I'm stressing the point of self-love, mm. self-esteem and self-worth. I was like, why am I so unhappy over this guy? Mm. Why? Because it's deeper than that. It's not to do with him. It's yeah, to do with you. It's to do with yeah. me. It was, and you know, if if I had loved myself fully and as wholly as I should have from the beginning, I would have walked away a lot sooner than that. Yeah. <clears throat> Truthfully, I would have walked away a lot sooner before the physical abuse started. Mm. From when the mental abuse and the, the the emotional gymnastics and all of this manipulative stuff started, I would have been gone. Yeah. I would have been gone. Do you think any guy could do that to me mm. now? Are you mad? Even that, like, in terms of, like, with your... I know you spoke a lot about his friends, but your mm. friends, like, obviously they knew what was going on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How did they react to it? What mm. was their advice towards you? You know what? It started to get to a point where... So, you know, you have all the usual things that are being said. Mm-hmm. S- just leave him, da 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 da, da. Um, But it got to a point where I couldn't even talk to my friends about right. it. Like, it got that bad because mm-hmm. it was like, well, you're going to stay with him anyway. I remember my best friend who was doing a gap year in Australia. I remember we had a conversation where she said, listen, Joe, I love you. You're my sister. Mm-hmm. But I can't hear you talk about this guy anymore. Right. She was like, I can't sit here and... Week after week, there's something new and you've got bruises and you're abused and all this stuff and he keeps hitting you. I can't hear about it anymore. Mm. I don't want to hear it anymore because it's affecting me mm. now. Because if I love you and you're still choosing to stay in this situation, I don't want to keep hearing about mm. this. And I'm in another country. Right. 
So it got How to- did that make you feel though? Mm. Did you, did you feel, feel like, like shit? Did you, yeah, I was gonna say, do you feel like she like at the time did you feel like she was abandoning you in terms of the fact that she didn't want to yeah. listen to you? But how do you feel about it looking back on it now? Do you yeah. understand why she didn't? Hundred percent in hindsight. And I've always I've always thanked her, you know, because she she she's a real bitch. Mm. Like she she will keep it. But all that's the way, that girl. is what a I always like to say that's what a real friend will yeah. do, you know. I've been yeah. in, I've been in plenty of situations like that with my people i've loved have been in toxic situations mm. and i've had to say you know i can no longer hear about this yeah because it's going to be the same thing and that's not me saying i'm not here for you no. i'm just saying until you're ready to change that, exactly. your behavior and that pattern exactly i cannot be another lifeline for yeah. you yeah you know yeah because because like you said at the end of the day like you're gonna sit here and you're gonna speak about this and we're gonna speak about it and we're gonna speak about it again yeah exactly i'm gonna tell you like, the same thing yeah <laughs> and it's like I begin become like you as an individual, the person that's listening, begin to become drained. Exactly, as well, that's you know? what it was. And it's also hard because, like she said, you're looking at somebody you love, yeah, that you want more for, but they don't want more for themselves. For themselves. So it's kind of like that whole merry-go-round. You're just going around in yeah. circles, and only you can decide to step off. Hundred percent. It doesn't matter what somebody says yeah. to you. It, it has no effect. How, yeah, it doesn't matter how many people intervene and say, "Yo, Jojo, like exactly. this isn't right." Until you realize it's not right. Exactly. You you're not gonna walk away. And like you yeah. said, like you had that random. Fuck this. Yeah, exactly. Why am I still in this situation? Yeah. And it happened so randomly, but that's the Very way it was random. meant to happen, yeah. you know? Yeah. It, you, all of the stuff you went through was so that you could sit here and tell your story like this. 100%. And like you said, you can look back and have hindsight and mm-hmm. go, oh my gosh, this was because of this, or if I had done this sooner then. Mm-hmm. But like you said, it's, this is part of your journey and it's yeah. part of your story and you wouldn't be who you are if you didn't go definitely, through that. Definitely, definitely. You know? I was a completely different person. And even the way I think about it now from when I was like, missing work, becoming like I was almost like a zombie mm. you know when I was in, in in the thick of it all like I I can't imagine me ever going back to being that person that I was mm. and it's almost now I look back and I'm like I'm thankful yeah you know it's like what they always say like y- when you look back at things you realize why they had to happen mm-hmm. and I'm s- I'm it's it's Sounds weird, weird but you're grateful I'm, yeah, yeah it's like not that I'm happy it happened, but I'm grateful and I understand it. I understand why things had to come full circle. Mm. That's the thing. Everything that we go through, negative and positive, you know, mm. is a part of our journey. And, yeah, it shapes and us. Yeah, it shapes us. And yeah. like you said, all you all you can do is you can you can allow that to be who you become, yeah. or you can allow it to be a part of who you are. Of course. And I think like that's what you've done. You know, you've taken yeah. such a horrific and negative experience, and you've gone. But I get it. And now I'm in the position I am because of mm-hmm. that. And now I know what I will and won't tolerate because of that. And mm-hmm. sometimes you ha- that's that's literally it. Mm-hmm. Like I said, my mom says it to me all the time. Like, don't judge someone till you walk in their shoes, you know? Absolutely. I was younger. Yeah. I used to say all the time, I'll never be with a man that cheats on me. I was in a situation I had a man cheat on me and I mm. stayed. That's yeah. a prime fucking example of yeah. it, you know? You should not, as I say all the time, like you can sit there and spout off your mouth about what you will and won't accept. But mm-hmm. really and truly, you don't know until you're in that situation. Mm-hmm. And like you said, I've, you'll be like, you see the signs and you cut that and say, that yeah. shit's not for me. Or you, you go through the horrific grand pains or yeah. something like that. And you come out the other side and you came yeah. out the other side. And I think it's a testament to you and your character that you had that resilience Thank and strength, you. you know. And I'm fucking proud of you, ma'am. Oh, I didn't know you, but I'm fu- honestly, Joe, I'm fucking babe. proud of you. Like it, it, That means a lot. No, nah, seriously, <laughs> man. <laughs> like, like I said, for somebody in our generation, so young to go through something like that, so public, like, I don't know how you did it. Thank you. I don't know how you did that it, ma'am. 
but you're here yes. and we're fucking grateful yes you know that's another thing that like, we are grateful because we think about how many women are lost to domestic violence yeah. man you know it's horrific and it's horrible it could have lo- been a lot more fatal yeah it, and it could have like you said you ended up in hospital with cracked yeah. ribs like broken ribs but yeah. like it could have been so much i tried worse. to kill myself actually did you really yeah in 2016 because um, of this yeah because of the situation because of the mental toll that it took on me um yeah i tried to kill myself um i tried to od and yet again after that guess who i went back to (laughs) i still went back to him Mm. and this is what i mean like abuse is so much more than the physical it was it was a it was a mental aspect of it that was so draining and so insane and so like i look back at it now and you like, why would you think the person that you that has guilt tripped you and you mm. feel so guilty to the point where, you know, has, has manipulated you to the point where you feel like you need to kill yourself? Yeah. Because they manipulated you that to that degree. Yeah. Of like, I'm not deserving of anything. Mm. I don't I shouldn't even be alive. Yeah. Like, and I still went back to him. Um, you know, now looking back at it, I'm just like, rah. I can't ever imagine putting myself in that position mm. ever again. Um, like, don't get me wrong, I still struggle with, you know, mental health and depression, suicide, all of that stuff. But over a guy, mm. man, and have somebody else have that kind of control over you? Yeah, your life. that's what it is. It's yeah. having having someone else having that hold over you. Yeah. Do you feel like? I mean, we can talk about this now. Do you feel like you've made better choices in men? since that yeah <laughs> she's smiling so you know that is like i got that good like i was i, was, yeah, I got that good man in my life Bro. yeah you know um so let me talk about the, the intermittent phase yes so, please do so obviously after that relationship i'd been single how uh, much time did you spend on your own christ and do you feel um, like you spent that time like working on healing internally who you were uh, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be very, very transparent. And I want that. I yeah. do want transparency. I'm going to be very, very transparent. When toxicity is all you know, mm. you tend to gravitate towards that. Fucking tell them, Jojo. <laughs> My so I'm, God. I'm not going to sit here and be like... Negativity yeah. gravitates to negativity. Yeah. Toxicity gravitates. It's so true. Exactly. Exactly. So it was kind of, it was kind of like... I'm not going to sit here and be like, yeah, I listened to Janae Aiko and... I went to yoga mm. and I just from there I went to the gym and my and life I was, was a better. new person. No, yeah. I was out every week doing drugs right. and getting drunk mm. to try and to fill the void, to try and feel something, to try and I wasn't trying to heal. Right. I was a complete mess after leaving that relationship. I was a complete mess. But again, that was part of my journey. Mm. And, you know, I had little elements here and there of, you know, me really trying to actively change. I had my best friend you know, back in my life, essentially. Um, so I wouldn't say, like, I, I don't know, it was, it was baby, it's baby steps. Yeah. No change happens overnight. Absolutely. So it wasn't perfect. My journey still to this day isn't perfect. But, you know, it's it's real. It's, it's Sometimes when you leave a toxic relationship, you feel lost. You feel lost. I felt like my identity was with that person. I felt like my identity was with that situation. I felt like, who the hell am I? Mm. So I tried to go out and I tried to numb myself. Mm. I tried to fill the void. I tried to, you know, meaningless sex, drugs, 
all sorts, all sorts. I, I, and essentially, I think I lost, I lost myself even more after yeah. that. <laughs> but again, I had to go through that mm-hmm. to build, to rebuild myself. Self, yeah. You know, to rebuild myself. And you know, there were times where I relapsed. Mm-hmm. There were times where I fell back into you know the drug use and all mm-hmm. of that. But people don't understand that that's a, another form of a coping mechanism. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. And that's like you said, you're, you're doing that to fill a void because you don't yeah. want to deal with what's actually going on. Exactly. You don't want to feel what you're feeling. You don't want to actually have to go, my God, I've just stepped out of this situation. Yeah. I'm fucking broken. Yeah. Like I'm broken. broken. And where the hell do I go from here? Absolutely. Like it's when your identity is so attached to somebody, yeah. you literally feel like, who even am I? 100%, 100%. And I'm so glad you touched on that and said yeah. that, you know, and I love that you've been that honest to be able to sit there and say that because like you said, a lot of people would say, you know, I stepped out of that and i was on my whole me yeah, vibe and i'm about to do everything no, that's funny he was like no that's not how no, shit went for me definitely and that, is, that is the other side to it and i think it's a lot another side to it that a lot of women experience and mm. go through mm. and like i said maybe are scared to speak about because of how they're going to be perceived mm-hmm. or judged mm-hmm. or like well you've just come from one toxic situation so why would you put yourself exactly. into another and it's just like you have to understand all how all the cogs yes. intertwine and how they work the way that they do absolutely and I think it's when I started to essentially work on self-love, no matter how small the work was. Mm. It wasn't, I'm not going to lie, it wasn't a lot of work that I was putting into self-love. But it was still work. And you I have think to start somewhere. You have to be gentle with yourself. Yeah. You have to be gentle with yourself. You can't be so harsh on yourself. And I think it was, you know, me starting to accept myself for who I, for who I was. And I'm still on this journey to this day, even mm. in my new relationship. Um, you know, I think that's when I met my current boyfriend. Um who really you know when you find someone this is how you know it's like real love guys she's smiling when she's <laughs> saying this already just so you know <laughs> i mean it's not early days you might listen to this and be like right <laughs> <laughs> no but you know someone that teaches you how to properly love yourself without codependency someone that say that again <laughs> i need you to say that so they really hear you yes yeah, someone that teaches you how to love yourself and not rely on them. Like I'm not codependent on him. Mm. And he he loves me for who I am. He says this to me all the time. Like I met you how you are. I'm not going to try and change you. Yeah. Like I love you for, for you. you. <laughs> and it sounds so cheesy. No, but scars and all, <laughs> brokenness and all. Yeah. Like he loves you. Absolutely. And he's been so amazing. Like he knows about my history, you know, with, with abuse and mm-hmm. all this. And he's actually one of the one of the reasons why I'm I'm actually sober hasn't been too long so I'm not going to say how long I've been sober for sober sober <laughs> honey we, are, we, we applaud you regardless yeah but you know when you find someone else who challenges you to be better and you know this and there were struggles I'm not going to lie there mm. are still struggles I want to talk about this as well going from a toxic relationship I almost single-handedly ruined my ruined my current relationship yeah. That's an ongoing battle for me mm. right now that I am struggling with, that I'm going through, that I'm, you know, having to actively change about myself and how I'm Patterns maneuver. of behavior. Exactly. Yeah. Patterns of behavior. Exactly. A lot of people think that, you know, from when you've been in a fucked up situation, in an abusive situation, and you find someone else that who isn't, who's mm. quote unquote healthy, who yeah. is healthy, yeah. It's all fine from there. No, it's not. Because no. I was conditioned to believe certain things. It's like, for example, if I was a kid and I was playing with mud and sticks and I was, you know, used to playing with that mm. and then someone gives me a brand new shiny toy, 
I'm not going to know what the to hell do, to do with I'm it. I'm going to revert back to what I know, exactly. which is mud and sticks. Exactly. I'm going to try and put that toy back in the mm. mud. And that's something that I've had to consciously change, something I've had on, to work yeah. on. Like, tell myself, you know, I am deserving of love. I am. It's like, it's like affirmations. I'm all for affirmations yes. over here. So, yeah, I'm here. this is it. Affirmations. Yes. And I think it's about where, you know, before my ex and I were so intertwined and again like obsession and this whole you know you want to you want to put it off as passion mm. but it was like codependency in this new relationship i feel a lot s more secure in myself right. i feel a lot more like it's me and my partner as not, yeah not we as a collective exactly yeah. we have our own lives we mm -hmm. have our own things going on and we're partners in life we're not you know one sort of ball of like a cluster yeah like we're not but even like you said for it like your friendship you, it's, it's like friendship mm. you know you have a friend but it's not you and that yeah. person so why do 100%. we have i find that with relationship we do that we kind yeah. of put so much emphasis on that other person yeah. making us happy like exactly we don't do that with friendships we don't exactly. put all this emphasis on you need to make me happy yeah. for this friendship to work so 100%. why do we do that within relationships no, especially women we do point. that within relationships yeah. i've noticed that yeah. that was my little eureka moment because yeah. i was just oh, <laughs> Like, I just clocked you like, why do we do that? In yeah. no, in no other aspects of our life do we do that. But when it comes to relationships and men, exactly, it's like that person's gonna make me happy. Like you need to make yourself happy. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, that's what we call digmatized. I mean, <laughs> sometimes it be like that. All, yeah, charging to the game. <laughs> me right now, I'm digmatized, but positively. <laughs> Girl, that's absolutely fine. We stand. <laughs> that's never a bad you know? digmatize to be. We we like a healthy digmatization. Eh, eh. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. <laughs> what kind of psychological damage or emotional scarring do you think you still have? Yeah. Maybe that play out in your relationship now? Yeah. Like, do you feel je like jealousy on time? Like, yes, at yeah. times. Um, insecurity is a huge battle of mm. mine, a huge battle of mine. And, um, you know, even my boyfriend was telling me like not every, not every discussion or like heated discussion is an argument. Mm, yeah. Because I always think... Well, you have that association because every time you've mm. had that argument, it's turned into something yeah. that's heated or physical. Absolutely. So that's, that's just naturally ingrained. Like yeah. that's what you talk about when you have to change the conditioning of your mindset. 100%. It's conditioning. Yeah, it's conditioning. It's conditioning. It is conditioning. Absolutely. And I think like, I'd say there were elements of PTSD I'm, my current I'm not surprised when, yeah absolutely it doesn't so surprise me elements of ptsd because you know you, you think oh but you can't paint all men with the same brush no absolutely not absolutely not Which but that's not but it's not about you painting your current partner with the same brush it's about you going this is what i've been through yeah this is how it's affected me and i've been honest with right that, yeah. and this is how i'm trying to ch work to change exactly. my behavior because like you said you know he's a good man yeah but when you've been so used to trash oh my god yeah. you know it's, it's it's you projecting that onto him projecting. and it's not and it's not always it's more often not it's subconscious yes you don't even realize you're 100%, doing it and then he'll probably pick you and be like look i'm not yeah. here more i haven't you PG know he checked me the other day <laughs> but that's but that's the 
sign of a good partner when yeah. they're able to g-check you and it's not g-checking you like don't i'm not him it's more of like yeah i'm not him yeah you're safe you're secure yeah this isn't that situation you know it's a yeah. different it's a different kind of g-check but it's Absolutely. necessary nonetheless it's yeah. necessary for you to go hold on let me take a step back and realize okay i've just done that because mm-hmm. of that because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. if he doesn't yeah. check you how will you, you know you have to be self-aware yeah 100%. self-awareness Self- is key yes. my god we are the same person Girl, listen i mean I, I'm glad you were sober. Oh, so I'm not going to say we should have gone out for drinks. But <laughs> when, when next year we've got Girl, to go out for drinks. Yes. Honestly, now but honestly, that's the facts, man. It's the yes. realness of it. And that's yes. literally it. Self-awareness is yeah. key. And if you you need to have that first and foremost, and if you don't, at least have people around you that have got that that can 100%. pull you up because that's 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 a good partner, that's a 100%. good friend, people that can come and say, "Yo, no, you're not acting correct," or no. "That's not that's not how shit should absolutely, be." Absolutely, like, absolutely, so necessary. Um. At the time, looking back on it, do you think mm. if you had been offered like proper help or your parents had intervened, do you think you would have taken the help? Do you no. think you you don't? I don't. I don't. Um, I had a feeling you'd say that, but I wanted to ask you. All <laughs> the, no, I did. I had, but I wanted to ask you because it's like you know a lot of people probably would sit here and go, "Of course, mm. I would have," but you're like, actually, yeah. No. I'm probably one of the realists that you'll have sitting on this couch. Facts, I'm not gonna facts. Lie. You have not told not one <laughs> lie. You have not told not one lie. It's kind of like you don't want the help. Mm. And sometimes I feel like you have to experience it for yourself. I'm very much of like a doer. Right. I, unfortunately for me, I, it seems like I would prefer to go through things than to <laughs> exercise caution and, mm. And kind of like that's just, that's just how some people are. And it's yeah, that's some, how some I learn. Yeah, some people are gonna be like, but why would you want to go through no. such a? Hor-? It's like I didn't put myself in the situation to be in that situation, mm. but I was in it and yeah. I went through it, and now I know that's not what I want. Exactly. That's just the way some people operate. Exactly. Because I'm a I'm a person that's like, oh, what if? Or like, let me just try it. Or mm. you know, I'm very inquisitive like that. So I think if I was offered help, if my parents knew, I, actually, my parents knew before we got back together, so they knew couple of weeks after he had blacked my eye mm. um what what was their response to that oh my god my dad was fuming my dad was absolutely fuming he was gonna <laughs> my imagine. dad's best friend is like a six five jamaican man called winston what he's from south london typical name for <laughs> <Jamaican>. <laughs> he was gonna get my uncle winston and all of his mandem on him like my dad knows some guy isn't it so he was absolutely fuming and i had to i had to keep it a secret from my parents do you know how mad that is at my age like i had to keep a relationship and do you know it's where you say about how close you are as well it must have been just so hard to mm. have to you know look him in the face and lie to yeah. that extent to cover it was up for horrible somebody. yeah it was horrible it was one of the worst times of my entire life because it was like i knew my friends weren't on it my family wasn't on it i felt alone mm. i felt alone i felt like this is it's just me and this guy forever like mm. <laughs> that's it yeah i'm gonna end up pregnant by him and just in this cycle yeah of like, now i've got a child and i'm being abused and yeah. my child's seeing that abuse and they're gonna grow up to think that shit is normal because this that's how this is how it works that's why mm. so many so many of us you know and i don't say this negatively because like i said you can you, you can either use your situations to grow from them or become that person but mm. that's why so many of us are broken Mm. So many of us are broken because we're coming from situations, mm. you know, where that shit seems like the norm, mm-hmm. toxic, mm-hmm. negative behavior. And yeah. that's not necessarily your case because you come from, like you said, a two parent household. Yeah. You're really close with your family. Yeah. But like you said, you're also an only child. So yeah. 
maybe like we don't know but what if yeah. you had older siblings what if you had an older sibling that had been through that exactly. would your experience have been different yeah would you have you know there's so many variables yes. of situations Absolutely. that go how would things have been different had exactly. i been, do you see what i'm saying exactly. like and i say that all the time like me i know where my trauma stems from i yeah. was even talking about it oddly on the timeline the other day like yeah i know where my trauma stems from i know yeah. what i've been through i know how that affects my behavior and my uh-huh. day to day and like you said it's that level of consciousness and self-awareness that you have to have to constantly work and challenge that yeah. daily because it, it can seep into every aspect of Absolutely. your life. Absolutely. It's not just relationships, it's friendships, yeah. it's in the workplace, you 100%, know? 100%, 100%. Literally. And it's work. It's work. Listen, working on yourself's not easy. <laughs> it's not easy. And like I said, it's an everyday thing. Yeah. It's an everyday yeah. conscious decision to get up and go, I want to work on me. Yeah. Like, I want to be a better me for exactly. me. Not for no one else. Like For myself. For yourself. 100%. It's not easy. I think a lot of people think like, oh, if I go to the gym, if I have a green tea every day and I go to yoga and I write in a journal, mm. my life will be better. No. And it's so much more than that. It is that so isn't much even like yeah. That. That's just a surface based shit. Exactly. That's what I say. That's the exactly. surface based stuff, and it's very easy to do that stuff. You know, like you mm-hmm, said, because mm-hmm. they're just acts. Mm-hmm. But when you, it's you, and you're really trying to heal who you are as yeah. a person. That requires a lot of alone time, a yeah. lot of asking difficult questions Honestly, that only you know the answers oof, to, you yeah. know? Because you can reach outside. I say this all the time, you know, you can reach outside of yourself for 50 other opinions, mm-hmm, but ultimately mm-hmm. you know the answer to that question. Exactly, exactly. That's like you saying, you, all your friends were telling you, I should have le- like, you should leave. You yeah. knew you should have left, but yeah. you left when you felt was your exactly. time to go, you exactly. know? And that's how, that's how life works. That's exactly. how experiences work. Doesn't matter how many people are in your corner saying X, Y, and Z, it's mm-hmm. like, Sis, until you is ready. Exactly. <laughs> you gonna go through those growing pains. It's literally up to you and only you to make that Facts, decision. Man. Facts. Facts. Yeah. Uh, what would you, or what advice would you give to somebody that's listening to this that might be going through something similar to that you went to through? Advice? It could be anything. Anything that you didn't do, anything you had that you didn't utilise. It could be... Mm. Mm. You, you've had some good I'm you've saying. had some good one-liners so i know you're about to come with something good for me anyway <laughs> you know what i think it's you'll know like you'll know when it's your time to go mm. i'm not gonna sit here and be like oh get up and leave and right. da, 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 da. you will know when you need to go mm. you'll know when you've had enough you'll know when unfortunately it's absolutely devastating but some women they don't make it to they don't mm. get to make that decision yeah. because you know their partners kill them right in their lives um but i'd say you you know when it's your time to go mm. and again i really want to stress on working on yourself in any sort of capacity because yeah. you won't muster up the strength to go unless there's a small part of you, even five percent right of genuine self-love genuine self-esteem 0.2 percent even if you want to go even smaller Mm. um and just put in yourself first and it's not going to be perfect and it's not going to be easy but you deserve better Mm. i can tell you deserve better and the moment you start focusing on that it's not even about you know i'm not going to sit here and be like oh and I found another relationship because this isn't my saving grace. Mm. This guy might not, I hope he is, but he might not even be the, the person, person I end up with. Mm. And that's okay. Cause you know what? I've got myself. I've got, at the end of the day, I've got my own back. Mm. And 
you know, I think once you realize that, I, th I think put less of the focus on, you know, oh, after this guy, I'm going to find myself a better man. No, you're going to become a better you. Right. That should be your focus. Yeah. That should be your only priority, mm. your only goal just to become a better you, to love yourself more, to have that self-esteem, to, you know, yeah, just be more secure in yourself, self. essentially. I love that you've said that. I don't think I could have, I couldn't ask yeah. for a better answer, Jojo Boo. I couldn't, no, but you're right. Like you said, everything we've spoken about, I really hope that everybody, somebody listening to this takes something from it. Like you said, mm. it doesn't matter if you continue to stay in that situation right yeah. now. Just know that you are worthy of more and you yeah, deserve more. you deserve more. You deserve more, you know? And when you realise that mm -hmm. and you find the courage to step outside Absolutely. of that, there are people there waiting for you and, yes. and, and, wouldn't, and wouldn't help you. Like, yeah. like I said, I... Get your family, friends, DM me on Twitter, on Instagram. Even that, I was going like, to ask, like, how do you... Like, I, on sensitive topics like that, yeah. I always like to say that other people's DMs are open. But oh, my I God, mine... Love that you've said that. Yes. Your DMs are open. DM me, at Joe X O Artist. Yeah. Like, I am here to listen. I'm here to talk about it. You know, I, I was telling my best friend this. I think, honestly, even if the sole reason you know, to why I went through that is to help other women, mm. other girls. I'm glad I went through it. But it's such an amazing way to look at something like that, you know? I'm glad I went through it. Like, like I said, what you what you went through was so horrific, but to sit here and say, you know, like, if this can, this can help, help, someone help else, one, just one person. Then it was worth it. It was worth it. And but, I really mean that. But that's, I think, like you said, that's what I mean about us as women coming together as a collective, you know, yeah. we share... We share so much pain and so much hurt. Mm -hmm. And I think it's mm -hmm. important that even if you don't have people within your circle, you feel like understand you. There are people yeah. out there in this out world there. that understand you, man. Absolutely. And all you need to do is just reach out because yeah. how do we as women become stronger? How do we yes. as women become better? How do yeah. we as women feel that we deserve more? Exactly. If we do not sit and talk about these situations yeah. and say, you know what, fuck, I did go through that. Yes. And yeah, it broke me, but I am still standing. Exactly. Like, exactly. I am still standing and I'm so glad that you were still standing because oh, like we said, then it, it could have taken a very different turn for you. Very different. Very and different. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not religious. Everyone knows that, but I'm very spiritual. So I say, like, yes. I thank the universe that you know everything played out the way that mm, it was yeah. meant to for you. Yes, yeah. And that you were able to sit here with me, and we were able to speak on yeah. everything that we've spoken on today. It's been amazing. And it's been like a mini therapy session. Exactly. I, didn't, I, didn't even, I mean, how the hell I cried and you didn't cry? I will never know. But but I'm honestly, I'm so grateful for you coming on, yeah. and I mean that from the thank bottom of my heart. Like me. I can't wait for everybody to hear this episode. Oh, it's been fun. And the feedback. <laughs> And like I'm just excited. Your transparency was so beautiful, yeah. and I, and like I said, I I appreciate the the nitty and gritty sides mm. to it, and the the sides of I did go back to him, and you mm. know, like we were still messaging, and yeah. the stuff that I think a, a a lot of other people sitting on this sofa might ne necessarily have said. They would have mm -hmm. been like, no, you know, like that was yeah. that. So that's not how no. these situations work. <laughs> not that's, at that's, all. Yeah, that's not that's not the real honest. Yeah. Trip, uh, portrayal of a toxic situation yeah, no you go left right you turn back you reverse you go forward but then you turn left again Good. you go back you go in a roundabout right girl <laughs> tell them this is it though this is it but like i said i'm so grateful to you like honestly when i say this oh, means the world to me i'm so glad we got to do this i'm so so glad we got to do Same. this so um, am I. <laughs> yeah, no, I am. Honestly, it means the world to me. So thank you. Thank you. And for I just want to say thank you to all of my listeners. Um, if you listen to this, you know, and you're going through something like this and it was hard to listen to, then our thoughts are with you and mm -hmm. our DMs are both open. Yeah. 
um please just feel free to shoot us a message man mm -hmm. and even if you don't know jojo personally and you mm -hmm. want an introduction just message me and i can put you in touch with her mm -hmm. um but we are here and you are not alone Definitely um not. you got this yeah and you've, <laughs> this is it you've got this and there are there is a light at the end of that tunnel absolutely you just have to seek it mm -hmm. you have to be ready to seek it mm. you know mm. you have to be ready you have to be ready to you seek have it to have to be ready yes you have to be ready to seek it so i just want to say thank you all for tuning in this has been another episode of soulful journeys i'm of course your host sj and my lovely guest jojo jojo yeah <laughs> um and i will catch you guys on another episode thank you bye